Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Hit Wonder. It's Evan, and today I have another special guest with me, none other than Mrs. Cassandra Johnson. Hello. So today, Cassandra, what song are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin Gaye. What a great song. So take a second, pause the show here, listen to it. I'm going to check it out and then come back and we're going to talk about it. Okay, so Mrs. Cassandra Johnson, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah? Yes. Excited to be here? I am. You waving to the studio audience and all that? Of course. And even though Noah's not in here? I know. Even though you sat in here for his episode? I did. Yeah. He's not a part of the audience. That's horrible. He's in the other room working on work. Um, so, Cassandra, in case you guys haven't picked up on it, is Noah's wife. Um, I met them at the same time, pretty much. I know I knew Noah like for a day or two longer. That's true. Um, but how long have you guys been together? This year will be ten years. Ten years. Yeah. And you guys are twenty three, right? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's like almost half your life. I know. That's insane. It is kind of crazy. And you guys are like little babies. Do you want to? Can you give us like a like a brief? like retelling of how you guys first met? Oh, I can. Um, well, Noah and I sat together ne- or sat next to each other in second grade. Aww. And I think the first time I ever talked to him. Wait, second was, grade is longer than 10 years ago, right? Well, we weren't together then. Oh, okay. You asked how That's we met. right. Yeah, you're right. We you're met right. in the second grade. You're right. Okay. We got together in eighth grade. Big, ah. big steps for our yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, big steps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the first time he ever talked to me was when he asked me to marry anybody, and we read a book about dogs in the cubbies. Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. And it that was, was, like, the beginning of the end? Did you ever, like, have a time, like, where you were, like, the mean girl to him? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Basically all of middle school. All of middle school? Okay. He still loves me, though, which is really kind That's of him. so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so crazy that you guys have been together for 10 years. I knew we were getting close to 10 years. Because you guys have been married for, what, three? It'll be three this year. It'll be three? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I was in their wedding, so I I need to know that. I have to remember. Even though I can't remember what month it was ever. It was August. It was August. I was going to say July that time. I think I said September the last time. That's okay. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, I've been friends with Cassandra for as long as I've been friends with Noah. Um, We... When we were talking about Noah recording, Cassandra was kind of on the fence about it, right? That's true. And then Cassandra sat here and listened to Noah's episode. And then I got a text message about uh, two or three nights ago that was, Cassandra wants to come record. It was awesome. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. It's I feel fun. like a celebrity. You feel like a celebrity? I do. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad. My this voice is, is going to be on iTunes, so this is a big deal for me. This, <laughs> this is, it is going to be on iTunes. I don't know. It's not going to be sold. Does that, does that matter to you? No, not no. at okay. all. Okay, sweet. Very cool. Good. And you picked a great song. I was honestly shocked when you told me we were going to talk about Ain't No Mountain High. I was actually surprised to pick this one too. Really? Really. So I, I don't usually ask this question of my guests because of the two guests I've had, the songs that they pick, I completely understand their picks. Okay. But I, of all of the music that I think you could have picked, you picked this one, and I wanted to know why you wanted to talk more about this one. Don't like give us the whole thing because we got a whole we got a whole twenty seven minutes left to fill. Okay. But I mean, like, give me like a why why is this song important enough for you to talk about like right now in this setting? Well, you know, you asked me to pick a song mm-hmm. that meant something to me that I could talk about, and mm-hmm. I went to pick a song by the Luminaires and. I like almost all of their songs, but this song has a story and it has somebody I think about every time I hear it. 
So it just has a much more sentimental value to me, I think. So that's why I, I chose this particular song. All right. It's good. Who's the person? Do we have to ask? Actually, it's my brother. Oh, really? My I, little brother. I thought it was going to be Noah. It's not, That's actually. This is cool. going to be a non-romantic episode I'm about so my love for music. I'm so excited to listen to this song now. And that's really, <laughs> we'll talk about how that's super interesting that that connects. Um, so first off, when did you first hear this song? Okay. So this is a big part of the story. Okay. So I first heard this song when I was a kid. So I was probably 12. My younger sister was probably, she's, she would probably be eight. And Gavin was probably five. So my younger brother. Gavin is the younger brother. Yes. Okay. Emily's my middle sister. So okay. Gavin's probably five. I was probably 12. And we got a CD in a Wendy's kid meal. Mm-hmm. You know, like the little gifts you get out. But mm-hmm. Wendy's gave us a CD and it had three songs on it. Okay. Hey, Mr. Postman. <laughs> um, Dancing in the Streets. And Ain't a Mountain High Enough. A fantastic CD. I know. They were trying to culture us uh, children. That is a lot of culture in... That's I know. insane. So the three of us, we hung out a lot. That was a big deal for my mom that we were like comrades. So we would listen to that CD on repeat while uh, with my dad's big boombox that we couldn't mm-hmm. even carry because it was too heavy for us. Mm-hmm. So we would listen to that a lot. And we know we know all of the words. If you ask us, we can sing all of those songs. All of your um, siblings. Yes. Yeah. So we. Um, we really liked the songs and we really connected over them. Mm-hmm. We would we would take that CD with us everywhere. We would like ask our mom to put it in the car when we drove places. Yeah. We put it in our boombox. We had we I had one of those like it was like an iPod mm-hmm. but for CDs, you know. Oh, like, you like would a open. like a portable CD player? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we would fight over it in yeah. the car. Thanks, Noah. Very cool. Yeah, so... Um, you guys would... Wait, you guys would fight over the portable CD player in the car? Like, yeah. to listen to this CD? Yeah, when my parents were sick of it. Dang. We would argue over the portable CD player. Because headphone splitters weren't obviously a thing. They were not a thing. <laughs> what a time to be alive when you can just go to some random store and buy a headphone splitter. I know. And now that time is slowly going away. That's true. It's crazy. I know. In the span of, like, our lifetime, like, an entire, like, oh. grouping of technology is going to come and go. That's true. So like CD, I mean, do we even buy CDs anymore? Do you? I definitely got a CD for free when I ordered tickets to a, the Mumford and or when Liv ordered tickets to the Mumford and Sons concert. Well, that's pretty cool. But when was the last time you actually bought a CD? Oh, man. Um, mine was probably the, the Miley this Cyrus is a, CD. Which Miley Cyrus CD? Oh, wrecking the, Ball? The Wrecking no, Ball CD? No, no, the one before that. Oh, man. Like uh, the, the Party in the USA CD? Before that. I think part of, well, maybe. No. It was like the seven things CD. Jesus is telling know. about my personality. I know. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, the last CD you purchased, I feel like this would be a great. I was 12 at the time, so. Wow. This would be a great Instagram. Like, what was the last CD you remember? Actually, no, I do. The last CD I remember buying was, I bought two CDs because I got one. For, I technically only bought one, but it was Greta Van Fleet, their um, first long play was Black Smoke Rising. They're a newer band um, that sound a lot like um, Led Zeppelin. So Noah would probably like them. Um, But yeah, that was the first CD. That was the last CD I purchased, which is a lot sooner. But I also like shop at music stores regularly. Not regularly, but like I'm in music stores more than the average person. 
So like, when was the last, what was the last CD that you bought? Tell us in the comments slash Instagram. Us. We want to know. Because I'm very curious. And it tells and a lot please about. Please tell us the year as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we need to track this. Because we need to figure out the Miley Cyrus CD that you just bought. <laughs> I think I still out. have it. I think, it, actually, I wanted to say it's called Breakthrough. Okay. Actually, now that I said that out loud, I think it's wrong. Well, we'll have to talk to the fact-checking department because we need a fact-checking department because apparently the entire time that Noah and I were talking about St. Lucia, we called the lead singer Jean-Paul and his name is Jean-Philippe. And... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard Noah right there, but it was fantastic. Um, Okay, that's awesome. So you you first heard the song. It was a core of your childhood, basically. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. So... What as a kid listening to it, so you were obviously listening to it when you were very young, what did it mean to you then? I think then it was just this fun way to um, bond with my siblings. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, we would we would be playing and we would listen to our, that CD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my brother and I are, we really connected over that song. I don't know why we liked it the most, um, but like we would even choreograph it or like not choreograph it, but yeah. he would sing the boy parts and I would sing the girl parts. And it was just... So fun. Yeah. You know, and like he and I, even as we grew up, my sister was always into sports. So she would go to after school sports and Gavin was so young enough that he didn't do that. He wasn't into that yet. And I was never sporty. I had a job at the library. (laughs) Um, So after school, he and I would ride home together and sometimes Mm -hmm. we would just listen to it. Even when I was in high school and he was in middle school and you know, like when we would have a bad day, we would just sing it together. And anytime it came on the radio, we we, we would sing it. And, um, there was one time in college that I just like recorded a lip singing video of me singing it and sent it to him because I knew he was having a rough week. Yeah. So like it's just been this way that we've connected. Dang. Um, over the years. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, he was only thirty. No, he was he was eleven when I went to college. Okay. So you know, I've kind of he's a sophomore now. He's sixteen. Yeah. So I've kind of like missed this. Like, like him that becoming time of like his life. Yeah. Um. The person he is right now, man. but that's always been a way that we've connected that yeah. song. That's I called him earlier cool. to chat about it, but he was at, he was at science Olympiad practice. So, wow. <laughs> what a guy. That's super cool. So you can, you kind of answer that? Like, what does it mean to you now with that? Like it, it means connection. Like it, it's something that links you to your childhood. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And to him and to Gavin, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does your sister feel that like is it it's obviously different with your brother because like you get the 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 voices of Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell and like obviously you're Tammy Terrell and he's Marvin Gaye and so like does does your do you get that vibe is it just a different vibe with Emily or you know I don't know I would have yeah. to ask her about it but I don't think I think she would if you asked her about the song she'd be like oh that's my my sibling song like that's Chris and Gavin's song oh okay so like she's she, like aware of. She knows that it's our song. Yeah. Okay, we danced to it cool. together at my wedding. Oh, that's. He and he and I. I don't remember that. I know. Their I wedding... had to like drag him out. Oh, onto the dance I floor. remember that. He was like a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah, because the if I remember right, the the groomsmen were all like Noah's friends from college, and then your little brother. Yeah. And he so he was like what? He was thirteen. So he would have been thirteen. So he was very much like out I of mean, it. I mean, yeah, yeah, the thirteen-year-old yeah. little brother yeah, was yeah, at yeah. the wedding. Yeah. But it was we fun. had to bribe him I to don't smile. <laughs> the, the thing I remember most about your red wedding was Randy. Randy, which he was a he was the DJ of the night that totally hijacked the show. night. I cannot. I don't even know how to get in touch with Randy. 
I feel like Randy appears when he needs to appear. If he knocks on my door while we're recording this, I will not I'm going to have surprised. an issue. I'm going to have an issue. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, that's super cool. And I'm sure we're going to get kind of as we go through, I'm sure we're going to get that kind of that connection, those connections fleshed out. Um, because really there isn't, this song isn't very deep. You know what I mean? Like there isn't, there isn't any kind of like interpretation that can be like, it's just like, there isn't anything that can keep me away from you. Like that's pretty much, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's, it is very like metaphor, like it's very metaphorical and it's very like, it's not actually saying like you would probably actually climb a mountain for your brother. But like <laughs> right. the song isn't saying like I have to do all these things to get to you. It's just kind of like this is this is a, a way to equate my love for you. Yeah, and I think that when you first hear the song, you think of it in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can also take it as this the sense of loyalty. Mm. Like I will do anything. Yes. I'll climb a mountain. I'll cross rivers to get to you if you need help. And I think that. You know, that's something that was really important to my mom, that we we always joke around that we could rob a bank, but if we did it without fighting, my mom would be proud. <laughs> um, you know, so she always instilled in us this sense of friendship and mm-hmm. um, this deep relationship between the three of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that this song speaks to that. Yeah. It speaks to this sense of, of loyalty. For sure. You know, like mm-hmm. um, when I was in college, our, our family's barn burnt down. And our... Um, is that freshman year or sophomore year? It was sophomore year. Sophomore year. And all, my sister, we didn't have like livestock, mm-hmm. but my sister had goats. She loves goats. And yeah. we live on this like small farm. And they all died in the fire. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we, I was there 7 a.m. Yeah, Because we yeah. are, that's just who we are. We're there yeah. for each other. And I think yeah. that the song really kind of embodies that relationship that we have with each other. Yeah. And so... That's super cool. That's why it's really important to me. Yeah, that's super cool. That's super cool that like... And, and like, like I said, like it isn't, this isn't a, this is a song that you listen to and you're like, yeah, you know, like I would do anything for you and like, it's good. And it's like, just kind of, it's it's a good bop, but it's also like you feel this song in your heart, like in your soul. This song is what is between you and your siblings. Yeah. That's super cool. Music guys. It's so cool. (laughs) So, um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the first time I heard this song because the first time I heard this song. Um, was in, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard this song was in Chicken Little. Do you remember this movie? Um, so the, briefly. so it's the animated movie that Disney came out with, with Chicken Little, where like the aliens ships are like the sky. Okay. I, I, I can picture it was the, like a, the animation f- character, but I don't remember the movie at all. There are parts of this movie that I vividly remember to this day. That, like, <laughs> I didn't even really watch it that much, and I'm not even that big of a fan of it. I couldn't tell you, like, who was in it, like, who the voices were. But I can tell you, like, parts of this movie that I enjoyed to the nines as a kid, and I still laugh at them as an adult. Okay. And one of those parts is they like make a movie tie-in to the true story of like the aliens attacking and they like give like the main character chicken little instead of him being this little chicken is like a really buff rooster voiced by (laughs) adam west um and like the ugly duckling is the love interest in the true story in like the true story and i just did air quotes on a podcast so those really (laughs) translated well into the microphone um but then, like in the movie, at the end, she's like a like a supermodel actress, whatever, 
And then the pig, there's a pig character that's like very cowardly. And in the movie tie-in, he's like super, bu- like he's like the weapons guy. Okay. And in the in throughout the movie, the cowardly pig like is singing f- like R and B and funk like the whole time. Like he, <laughs> the, when they're first sneaking onto the alien ship, he's like, he's singing "Staying Alive," and he's like sneaking. He's like, ha 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 ha, staying alive. <laughs> and it's just like the funniest thing. But he sings when they're like getting into like the final battle at the movie tie-in. All of this to come back to this scene, the. Chicken little character is like, pig, are you with me? And the pig goes, um, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low. And like, he's got a little blue hat that he turns. And when <laughs> he turns the hat, it clicks like a gun. Like it just goes, and it, like as a kid, I just thought it was the funniest thing. Huh. But then they play that song and I believe they play the Diana Ross version. Okay. Which is just Diana Ross singing, but you still get that vibe for that song. Definitely. Um, and then the next time I heard the song was in one of the, it's in one of the sister acts. Okay. One of the sister act movies in the credits. And that and then I that. that was like one of the first times that I heard a song was like, oh, that movie's from Chicken Little. And then realized that Chicken Little came out in like 2006 and Sister Act came out in like 1990 something. <laughs> and so. Isn't it funny the way you process things like that? Yeah. Like and then like, Mar- like this version of this song came out in 1967. So right. like everything originates from this. And so it's like. That was the first time I heard it. So, like, to hear your very sentimental telling of it, I'm like, oh, man, I saw this in a kid's movie once. Well, you know, I think even in the way you described it, it speaks to loyalty, right? Like, the pig oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. loyal to Chicken yeah. Little. I mean, maybe on a very, like, uh, shallow basis. It's not very romantic at all, also. But it's not romantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that this song can be, can be used for all sorts of relationships. Yeah, and I think, so, this, this entire album is is Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell singing together. They were good. So it was released in 67. They were good friends when Motown, this was recorded in Detroit in like Motown. So like that, like they were really good friends at the, at like this point in life when Tammy Terrell died very young. I think it said on the internets, um, I think it said like 24 or 20, like in her twenties. And Marvin Gaye was the only person from Motown that her mother wanted at the funeral hmm. because Marvin Gaye was like her only true friend. And so, so they were friends. They were friends. Exactly. And so that's why I was like freaking out when you were not freaking out, but like in, very interested when you said this about your siblings, because everything that I read and think about, like, and can like pick up from the internet and from researching, they weren't lovers. Like she was dating or married to someone. And they were never like in, they were never that capacity. They were always just friends. Like he gave her he gave her eulogy, her eulogy, her eulogy. Um, and so like that is really interesting to hear you say that this isn't a song that is important to you because of like the romantic side of it and because of Noah. It's because of your siblings, and I just think that's super cool and that's super like meta that in 1967 two friends got together and made this song and then like in the Years 2000s later. you're listening to it on a cd from a fast food restaurant and it's like the CD. and it still has meaning yeah oh yeah and it's still isn't solid music isn't that what makes music amazing isn't that what makes music amazing isn't that why it's so cool it's super cool i love it um i honestly can say i've never fully listened to the diana ross version but i feel like not 
having getting a little bit of like critical commentary in here. I feel like not having the separate voices kind of takes away from it a little bit. Tell me if you're I would agree, just because I grew up like seeing like the you only know version. this version, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is the version that I love. Mm-hmm. So I could see though how I I mean I really like this, like Like it's not that Diana Ross does it bad, like she's fantastic. Right, yeah. right. Diana Ross is fabulous. Um but it almost seems as if it's a conversation between the two. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me in church when they do like the call and respond. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um or like songs like um even though it's somewhat fairly suggestive, um, the baby it's cold outside. Right. Like I really can't, like you can't sing that, like singing that song by by yourself is horrible. It's not a soap. Yeah. And I also would say I've heard versions of that song where it's flipped, where the guy is singing the, I really can't stay. Yeah. Like gender swap. Yeah. It's a little more acceptable, but it's still a very questionable song. This year has been very controversial. It's been a very, it's, I think it's always controversial. I don't know. Has it? I mean, it's a pretty, just, it's a pretty sketchy song. I mean, right. But I just heard more about the controversy. Oh yeah, this yeah. Year, it was very, like it was very, turn, it was turned up to the nines for sure this year. When but. I was in high school, actually, I heard. So we did a Christmas choir concert, mm-hmm. and there were two seniors that sang that together. And so every time I hear that song, I think about them. Yeah. And they, they like fell in love that year, and they're still together. And so I'm always wow. like. Whenever people say that that's such a bad song, I'm like, oh no, but, but it led to love. These, what about this specific? That's super cool. So I don't know. I have a different. I have a different opinion about that song, but music I can totally man. see why people are like music. <laughs> we need to do okay. So Chris and I are going to do a Christmas episode, and we're going to talk about "Baby It's Cold Outside." Ooh, controversy. Controversy. Ooh, embracing it. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll do it with Noah and Olivia, and we'll do like a double date episode, and we'll like get so many perspectives. That would on be it. so fun. It would be crazy. It'd be crazy. But we're not talking about Christmas music. We're talking about Motown. Um, and then, so there's another little tidbit here. It was the first single and it was the title track of the album. Um, so this was like the song that they released that was like, hey, we're making an album. This is what it's going to sound like. And I think it's a great, I think it's a fantastic preview. Like if I heard this song and was like, there's an album of this, like, heck yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm all in for it. Right. I agree. I don't know who, like if we translated this to modern day. I don't know who would be on that album that I'd be like, like a male and a female that I would be like, heck yeah, I want to listen to the two of them together. I don't know if you have somebody in mind. I don't really know. I don't, I don't listen to enough pop also to be like somebody that would fit in. Yeah. Maybe like if like Cardi B and Childish Gambino fit in together, like I feel like, or like Bruno Mars and Cardi B just did something together, but I don't think it's nearly as. I was actually thinking Bruno Mars. Because, yeah, I was thinking Bruno Mars. Maybe he like, and Marvin Gaye kind of have the similar. They fill the similar niche in the world. Yes, I would agree. Definitely him. I don't know. But he's really him. turned down lately. Did anybody Bruno else Mars. notice that? I feel like he's gotten a lot subtler lately. Like he used to be. I just remember him in like high, when we were in high school. Like he was like every year he came out with an album. Every year he had yeah, stuff going on. Time is prime time. Yeah, and maybe I don't know if he's slowed down or not. If I'm offending any Bruno fans, I'm sorry. But My I dad appreciate is a Bruno. Bruno fan. Really? He loves Bruno. That's Mars. interesting. Noah's dad, we should have talked about with Noah about how Noah's dad loves Prince. Oh, if anyone's dad loves anything, Noah's, Noah's dad loves Prince. I remember 
this is one of my favorite memories from your wedding, and I talk about it all the time. <laughs> we went thrift shopping before the wedding, like just the groomsmen. Because like that's a normal thing for because it's a normal. We were in Wabash. We were in Wabash. Like, what are you gonna do in Wabash? You know. It is a great place to go. It was a beautiful. It was beautiful. Plug for Wabash. Yeah. Go antiquing it's beautiful. There. It's fantastic. Um, but we found Noah found a Prince album and he gave it to his dad and it was before the ceremony and Noah's dad was sobbing. He was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys got me Prince!" Like it was it was fantastic. Prince is a very special person to him. Prince is amazing, also. So it's okay that he's special. Yeah. You know. He has uh, tattoos. They're cool. Noah's dad does. Of pr- yeah. Of Prince. Um, one of the Prince symbol. You know, like the, oh, the head. The, his old name or like what he the his, artist like, formerly simple. known as Prince. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one is the Purple Rain logo. Oh, Purple Rain logo is super cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is for a show. That, that is, we could talk about Prince and Noah's dad for, for forever. Yes. He probably doesn't want to know what well, everybody to know that he has a tattoo of Prince on his body, but maybe he does. Maybe he shows. No, he's off. very proud of them. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I thought maybe like no, jeopardizes his face. Oh. There's like one bicep is the prince's symbol. Oh, one and the bicep other one is, is the purple, purple rain. rain. Okay, so it's not like okay, that's it's acceptable. not prince's face. No, I gotcha. Okay, no. Okay, okay. Let's talk about this song. Let's <laughs> talk <laughs> right. about you know, getting hearts. distracted. So, um, verse one. So the the song begins with just a really nice little beat. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more than a simple band. There's a little bit of orchestral. Like it sounds like they're playing like chimes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get in with Marvin Gaye in his velvet beautiful lusciousness um listen baby ain't no mountain high ain't no valley low ain't no river wide enough baby tammy terrell comes in if you need me call me no matter where you are no matter how far and marvin Gaye chimes in don't worry baby um tammy comes back just call my name i'll be there in a hurry you don't have to worry because baby there um so that's like the first interchange between the two of them or Mm -hmm. exchange between the two of them um they're really, I, I mean, like we hit on it. Like there is, it's not, it's a very surface level song and it really depends on like, like there isn't a lot that you can be like, this is, this means something more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Can't, not, I mean like, like you it's listening. Not dramatic. Yeah, it's, yeah. It tells you how it is. It says, it's just straight I'll up. be there for you. And I think yeah. that that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, some songs, they, they hide the meaning underneath all of these words. Mm-hmm. But this song, it's easy. It's easy to understand. Yeah. I, I teach seventh graders, so like when, <laughs> when there are poems that are easy to understand and mm-hmm. beautiful and have good messages at the same time, I'm like, yes! Mm-hmm. And I feel like this song kind of fits that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not dramatic and it doesn't hide the message underneath other words. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a place to that. But this song is like, it's light, it's peppy, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's happy and it gives you this message of I will always I'll always be there for you. Yeah. No matter what. And I think kind of sitting here thinking about that a little bit more it it kind of brings to mind like that brother sister or like that sibling bond of like there's no like there's no bull like I'm going to be there for you you're going to be there for me that's how it is. Like there's no right. there's not going to be any drama like blood is blood like that's it. Yeah. And so like with the song you don't have to come up with like fancy fancy images or really different rhythms to like Con- like convey a separate and almost secret message. Like it's all, it's just going to be cut, cutthroat, cut dry right there. It is what it is. Yeah. So you get the hook then and the hook in the chorus, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you, babe. Um, it's pretty straightforward. They sound great together. They do. Like their voices sound so good together. Um, 
they're both kind of tenor, tenor-ish, kind of high. They're higher in their respective registers, and it works really well. It don't, they don't like their 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 voices parallel in a way that doesn't contradict each other. Like it sounds good together. They sound very like, good together. To my yeah. to my untrained ear. Uh, Marvin Gaye comes back in. Remember the day I set you free. I told you you could always count on me, darling. Um, from that day on, I made a vow. I'll be there when you want me, some way, somehow. Oh, baby, there. And then they go back into the hook. Um, it's so I want to talk about this when I when you tell me about your your siblings, and specifically your brother. Do you? What day is the day you set your brother free? Oh. I don't think I ever set my brother free. Yeah. I mean, well, do you? Well, but I mean, I guess, okay, so maybe it's not like setting your brother free. Um, and if you're listening to this, like, right here, you have no idea what we're talking about. And we could be talking about setting, like, she didn't have somebody captive. But <laughs> nobody was in a cage. It was just, it's like, what I'm thinking about is like, um, like they say, when you love someone, set them free. Or like, like, sometimes you have to let, like, when you're moving through life, people get let go. Like you haven't let go of your brother, obviously, but like I'm, I guess I'm thinking like, like for me, and and my me and my sister, like when I went to college, like that was kind of the day that like our relationship changed, and like I don't, we didn't necessarily like forget about each other's existence, but we definitely like there was a, all of a sudden a very different vibe there, so maybe set I see free, what you're saying. like set free, isn't like a completely forget. Maybe set free is just like. Was there a day that stands out to you or like a moment? And it could be college. It could be something sooner. I mean, you got, you've had this song for how long in your life? Like, I mean, 10 years probably. Mm-hmm. I think it was 12 when I heard it first. So maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Um, I, I would say going to college definitely changed our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gavin and I has, have always had a very similar personality. Mm. You know, Emily's always been more like laid back, go with the flow. Uh, chill kind of person <laughs> and that makes me seem really tight uptight and rigid but um he and I just have really similar personalities and so I think especially as I've grown up from who I was when I went to college and as he's grown into the person he's becoming um we just see that more and more mm. that how how similar we are sometimes my mom will call me and be like can you just talk to your brother because I like Nobody's I've tried yeah um and he cool. Like, he listens to you because yeah. you guys are so similar and you know what he needs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of gotten closer in that way. But I also, to, to answer your question, to try to, he he was only 11 when I left for college. I haven't lived there at home yeah. um, with him in that time. And so yeah. sometimes I'll see him, and maybe it will be a month or two months. And lately especially, I'll see him and I'm like, wow, you're like, a, you're becoming an adult. Puberty well, hit I mean, him like a freight train. Like, I know. He it's like started insane. wrestling and he lost all of his baby weight and yeah. he was like muscly and tall. And I'm like, who are you? I mean, I didn't see a picture. So I saw him at the wedding and then I really didn't see a picture of him until we were at your apartment one night. And my jaw hit the floor because I was I like, know. dang. I know. And He's so, like becoming this man. Yeah. And um, <laughs> He just went to Germany, actually. Dang. In January. He was there for about a month. Mm-hmm. And while he was there, he called my mom. He's like, can I go to Italy? And my mom was like, um, I, I guess. <laughs> and so sure. he's like becoming this person. Yeah. And um, I like who he's becoming. And it's kind of cool That's to see your cool. kid siblings become, you know, people with yeah. thoughts and, and opinions. Yeah. It's been really cool to see him morph into who he's becoming. But at the same time, this song still stays with you. Like, you're still... Like, you've set him free, 
but you're all you've told like you're always going to be able to like he's going to be able to always count on you. You're going to always be able to count on him. Definitely. Yeah. So the song the song holds true and it does. it's still there. That's awesome. So they go through the hook again. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, then at the bridge, Marvin Gaye comes in with this like "Oh no, darling," and it is like I just butchered it so bad, but it's <laughs> so good. It is. Um, and then Tammy uh, comes through. Um, and they kind of do this really quick back and forth where she's like, no wind, no, no rain, nor winter storm. And her voice like, sh- like that's her voice shining right there. Right. And like really this whole bridge, she just, she takes away. Definitely her spotlight of the song. Yeah. 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 Um, cause she says, cause you are my goal. He says, if you're ever in trouble, I'll be there in the double. Just send for me. And then they both together say, oh, baby. Um, I always went like until I was uh, older, when I was first like hearing this song, I always thought they he sang, "If you are ever in trouble, I'll be there on the double. Just sing for me." Huh. Like like they like had like this was like their song that like brought them together. Like um, I kind of like that better actually. Like sing for me, like you know, like it's like like sing sing out and I'll be there. Like whenever you sing this song, think of me. Kind of yeah. I can't think of what that would come from. Um, like as a kid, like. Cause like, I can think of like, like I'm thinking of like, um, Frozen, like don't they have a song like Anna and Elsa? Don't they have a song that they sing together? I don't together? Really know. Frozen actually wasn't my favorite. So I did I'm you like Tangled kidding. more? I loved Tangled. I more. love Tangled. Why is it that it's Tangled versus Frozen? Is it become like the princesses? Like but it was like one the after the same. other. But Tangled like was so ones. much better. Oh man. Oh, I loved we're Tangled so much a, more. We're gonna become a a show about Tangled. Oh no. <laughs> Please don't alienate so us. So many tangents tonight. Bruno no, Mars. No, it's okay. It's okay. Tangled Prince. It all matters. That's what. That's what's important. <laughs> um, so then, but yeah, like like the sing for me, it just always because they were singing. I guess that's yeah. how simple my brain got with this one was like because they're singing this song. Like sing, sing for me, and I'll be there. Yeah. Um, I, don't I know. think it's just more like artistic way of saying send for me. Yeah. True. True. Like you send this song, so sing it. Like kind of thing. Um, then we get into the third verse. Um, Tammy comes in. My love is alive. Way down in my heart. Although we are miles apart. And this is the part of the song. Like Marvin Gaye is fantastic. This whole song. This is my favorite part of the song. When I listen to it. Is when Marvin Gaye goes. Woo. Like I don't know why. It just is like so random. It just sounds like they're having such a fun time. Oh yeah. I can't. I want to see like videos of them recording this song. I would definitely watch that. And I would love to have. You know, rest her soul, Tammy Terrell. But if, like, they were, like, old now and, like, they performed this, like, at the Kennedy Center, yeah. you know, like, can you imagine, like, just old? I can just imagine an old Marvin Gaye just being like, Woo! I think he's actually passed too. Is he? I don't, I thought, oh no, because I get him and Smokey Robinson mixed up in my mind. Mm. I, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. Yeah, which is but a sad thing. It was, it would be really cool to see them, especially when they were young and. Oh, yeah. And perform this live, to see, I think just would be to see, incredible. Yeah, Motown I wonder if live. they do they sing it live together. Do you know? I don't know. We'll have to look it up after the. We'll that would be really up. cool. Yeah, um, and then he Marvin reiterates, "If you ever need a helping hand, I'll be there on the double just as fast as I can." Um, and then they go through the end of the song. Is don't you know that there ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from it? And they do that a couple times, like two, three times, I think. They fade out. And it's over. Um, Throughout the song, the instrumentation stays pretty much the same. 
Yeah, definitely. In the bridge, it kind of builds, like the drums, everything fades away and the drums kind of build. Um, and then you get a simple drum and like the there's some piano and some guitar. Um, but they're really, I mean, there really isn't much to it. It's just a good song. It's a bop for sure. Yeah. You it's put, something that you can sing along to yeah. in the car and that everyone knows. I feel like, yeah. like There's this list I compile in my head, like songs that everyone knows. Yeah. I feel like Don't Stop Believing is one. Like, I don't remember learning that song. I just remember, like, I just always have known the lyrics of that song. Now, I would make the argument, without Glee, would you know that song? Without Glee? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, so, But, like, would as many people know that song? I guess I don't know. Because Glee, like, kind of propelled... Did that revitalize the song? I feel like Glee kind of propelled Don't Stop Believing. I would say that Glee and kind of revitalized a lot the lot What's the other Journey song? Mm, I don't know. The city boy born and raised in South Detroit. No, That's Don't uh, Stop Believing. No. It is Don't Stop Believing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Never mind. Is City Boy Born and Raised in South Detroit. That's a that's Don't Stop Believing? Yeah. Wow, I thought that was two separate songs. Okay, so I really think I have Glee, a terrible joke about that song if you want to hear something. I don't not right now. Because the song this episode's supposed to be about Ain't No Mountain High Enough and it's turned into Tangent Central and it's fantastic. That's true. So we've had a lot of tangents. We have a lot had a lot of tangents. But we're pretty much done. I like I say every time at the beginning of every episode, I think you guys should really check this song out. I have been very fortunate to know the music that the guests have picked. And so I have been able to kind of contribute. But at the same time, Chrisandra's view specifically of this track blew my mind. I never would have thought about it as not a romantic song. And I never would think that Wendy's had it on a three track CD. That that was what like brought your siblings together. And so like, to me, that speaks to the power of music. Yet again, this an episode of this show gets to this point of like what music, even just one song. Like there are three songs on that CD and this is the one that like did it for you guys, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like there are thousands of millions of songs out there. And this song is like you and your brother have this song. Yeah. Like that's so cool. And like that's the point of this show. And like you don't... Like, you don't have to... Neither of us are very musically trained, I would say, right? No? Besides high school... Actually, I did take 10 years of classical piano lessons. Um, do you remember those classical <laughs> I do. I oh, do. wow. Really? I don't think I've ever seen you play piano. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I, I haven't had a piano in college. Oh, so I gotcha. Okay. That's probably why. I gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> but it's been a great time. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys have enjoyed. Chris, Andrew, any closing thoughts? Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. It's been a great time. It's been, I loved it. It went fantastic. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys could join us as we talked about um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. It's a great song from the 60s. Highly recommend checking this this song out, this album out. Marvin Gaye, anything else you can find by Tammy Ter- Terrell. Um, check out Chicken Little. Check out Sister Act. Check out Prince, Prince, Tangled, Bruno Frozen, Bruno Mars, Cardi oh, B. Oh yeah, comment. Tangled versus Frozen. Tell, tell us the last time, the last CD you guys bought. We need to know. And the year that you bought it. Um, 
What else? Don't tell us Tangled versus Frozen because I feel like that's going to get oh. personal real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. But, uh, keep that to yourself. Yeah, keep that to yourself. But again, can't thank Cassandra enough. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, definitely rate and review. I definitely appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram, one hit pod. Um, the I and the O are one and zero. And uh, let me know what you guys are thinking. Give me pros, give me cons, give me uh, song suggestions, whatever you want to do. Um, let me know that you're there. And I appreciate hearing from you guys. And hopefully we will be back soon. Thanks. Have a good one.